Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Today you'll be listening to Family Time Part 2 with First Lady Sarah Koppel and her family. We hope you've enjoyed Part 1 and we hope you enjoy Part 2. And today she's going to be covering intentional parenting and godliness inside the household. So we hope you take this home and practice this with your family and share this with your friends. And we hope you have a wonderful day. Enjoy. perfect at it but one of my goals as a mother was for every one thing that I had negative to protect to correct you with when I had a correction or something that we need to work on then I try to think of nine positive things and it wasn't something that I said I was doing but then I try to move on and not carry that same issue into the next like beat a dead horse you know get into a bad mood where my mood became a part of correction I wanted it to be something positive that a correction was positive and that was a part of our we would have a devotional separate from our family powwow meeting, the Monday night powwow meeting. That was a temperature check. How's everybody doing? But then probably more so the two older ones than Jariah because I homeschooled you two. Mm-hmm. But even when you went to school, we'd have the early morning, nine o'clock or eight o'clock Bible devotion. It was very short. You had a coloring page mm-hmm. with it. And we would talk about character building, like kindness, honesty, um, respect, respecting others, honoring people, hard work and ethics, and we would pick up virtue and we'd talk about it. And that way it wasn't just like some parents get into this mode of screaming at their kids all the time. And the kids are like, I don't know what they expect from me. Like, I feel like I'm, I never know what mom and dad want. So we would talk, you would be coloring and it wasn't like you had to be in Sunday school where we had eye contact. You would be coloring and we'd be talking about what do you feel about honoring others how can you honor people how can you work harder what can you do and and we discuss it in a low stress time that it wasn't me getting on you for something and then when you go to school or you have you already had these virtues and we'd go in the store and you'd say my goodness look at how those kids are acting and you would be walking like little you know adults and they're like my goodness how do they get away with that because we had discussed it intellectually Mm -hmm. so that it became a part of your psyche and your thought and it wasn't me screaming virtues at you like you shouldn't be doing you know what we believe here it wasn't that way it was done very calmly Mm -hmm. so it was building your moral warehouse it was building and training in a non-stressed time that we weren't just suppressing evil we weren't just saying you can't do this you can't do that i even negotiated with you there's things that you guys did like collecting pokemon cards mm-hmm. the rest of my christian mother's friends thought it was horrible mm-hmm. the oh you let your kids but i and let you <laughs> i did i ate it in these uh, things but i wanted to, to have be a partner with you that yeah we have certain standards that we all mm-hmm. raised to but there was some things that was like you know, I don't know how I feel about this, but I'm going to watch how you act with that thing. And if you're mature and you still respect God and God's house, that we're not just authoritative. We're not permissive parents and we're not authoritative where you feel like we're in an army. Um, so what are some of those things that you feel like that you learned as far as loving God and balanced life? Is there anything that comes to mind from growing up? Um, I know you had a lot of friends that even though their parents were maybe even looser, more permissive than I was, they would drop their kids off. They'd spend three weeks at my house because we had order. I, this is not a, um, what do you call that? This is not a democracy, but I am a benevolent. <laughs> it's, yes. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I would yeah. agree that you and dad had a very balanced take on, I guess, you know, standards for us. 
Like, you, you know, when it comes to something like Pokemon, we know that's just a fictional thing for kids. You didn't sit, like say, oh, you can't do that. But then when it came to actually serious things, like, hey, don't do drugs. Don't, you know, I don't want to hear you cussing. Um, I don't want you to go to certain parties where you think, oh, that's not going to be a good crowd. They're going to have a bad influence on you. Those are serious morals and um, standards that you gave for us. But then you were, you know, you were able to also let us enjoy other things in life that are, you know, maybe they're just they're just normal things. I drove you to many sports. Kids. You were yeah. in basketball, golf, yeah. baseball, volleyball. Yeah. Your all yeah, your we ball friends were. Well, I buy pizza for everybody. They could hang out at our house, and they followed our rules too. They knew if they were coming to our house. We didn't want them cursing. We didn't want them. And they were willing to do that because we had such a fun house. So having pool parties and basketball and make it fun. So having godliness, a godly atmosphere with joy. Maybe that's the word. Mm -hmm. Our mom was very welcoming, not only to our church friends, but also our other friends yeah. from school, as she said. Which yeah. I think that's that was really nice. That's why they wanted nice. to be around us. Yeah. Yeah. And now, I mean, I was able to get a few of my friends to come to the Tuesday mm -hmm. night group, which was yep. cool, which was like a Bible study we had. Yeah. So I think it's called intentional par parenting where you're not just parenting out of reaction to whatever crisis pops up, but you already decide before you get to a certain area, before they were even teenagers, when they were little, we were doing something. When they got to teenagers, and the thing I was always taught from my parents, hold them close when they're little, and then as they get older, you can let the reins go. And I thoroughly trust every three one of my kids from the time they were teenagers. If anything ever happened to me, they could be you know, my guardian medically, they could be financially. I never had to have one time ever worry about my purse, my money, everything. They were completely 100% trustworthy. And I think some people do it the opposite. They say, oh, aren't they cute? Look at them. And they let them do anything when they're little. And then they try to get a hold of them when they're teenagers and pull down the rules and it's too late by that time. And I think that if we intentional parent, you can trust your kids and let them go. And I, I let you guys go when you got married. I have no expectations of you. You don't have to serve me. You don't have to be there. You will be there for me, but it's not a thing that your parent is a burden on you. I don't want to take from you. I want to assist you, be a foundation for you. Some parents are like having another kid in the house and the kids feel like they have to take care of the parent or they have to please their parent or they have to do certain things in their life. And I feel like when you hold tight, when you work really hard when your kids are little, then you can set them free as adults and they're fully equipped. We talked about everything. We talked about finances. You guys are phenomenal with your finances. You're phenomenal with your college. And I'm not just bragging because I'm the mother because they all know I'm an honest person, honey, to everybody. I'm an honest person, but that really is the truth that they have grown in their character first. That was the foundation. And then the blessings and the fruit around the outer, outer parts of that. So what are some other things that, um, that you've, one of the things is the power play I wanted to talk about. Don't frustrate your children because if you think you're only coming from an authority and you go toe to toe, nobody wins. So if your kids have a bad day, a bad week, if they go through a problem, talk to them in a gentle way, in a calming way and work with them, be, be the parent. But at the same time, if you have a kid that's spinning out or having a hard time, don't go face to face, toe to toe and challenge their dominion, their personhood back away. Let them have that time. And can you remember times that you've been through a struggle or going through something and you just needed time? And it's not disrespect. You might snap at your sisters, your brothers, your parents, but really it wasn't a character issue. It was an overstress or a growing issue or being a teenager. I remember times that you guys stayed out later 
maybe more Sheree. I don't remember the other two as much. Maybe by that time I was too yeah, tired. Sure. I was probably stricter on Sharia. Maybe yeah. that's it. By the time yeah. the boys came, I was sleeping. But yeah, but I think the result is then we didn't really feel a need to rebel because like we knew that you guys were the boss, but at the same time we also knew that we were on the same team. So we didn't feel like we had to undermine you or try to find ways around your rule because like like mom said, you know, she allowed Dry to have Pokemon and like I read Harry Harry Potter books and all that. No. But it's like you know, we we had these things where it, it you know, she, they gave us room to let our character grow instead of just giving us a list of rules and then hoping that character came from following all the rules by the end of it. So I think that's why it's it's kind of hard to think of a time where, you know, like mom never really went toe to toe with us and all those things, and neither did dad. So it's kind of hard for me to right now to think of a time like that because mom was always very gentle and, and allowed us to express ourselves. So. And I think what's vital about that is that mom and dad actually put the oldness on us mm -hmm. to be the ones making the choice. And I remember vividly them saying, I'm going to see if you're responsible enough to handle this privilege. I'm going to allow you to do this or I'll allow you to stay at your friend's house for 30 more minutes or another hour, but let's see if you're responsible and you come home on time or I'm gonna allow you to whatever, take this step to do this or that, whatever our request was. And what that did was it put the responsibility of the outcome on us, on our decision making. And instead of them always dictating everything we did everywhere we went, because I think in those relationships, you find that children will then do things that kind of, they sneak around a little bit, or they'll do things where their parents are not involved at all. So their parents won't get upset or they won't say something to them. And that's not a healthy relationship. So my parents were very big on us living honestly and truthfully out in the open, putting everything out there, whatever we're doing um, to live honestly. And one thing that they would always tell me when I went out into the world, either to a friend's house or college or school, is are you being a leader or are you being a follower? And I think that that always stood out in my brain. That was whispering and gnawing at me wherever I went because if I felt like I was a teenager, a young person following someone else and falling into a bad role of just doing whatever my group was doing and I knew that wasn't my character or that wasn't what I was taught to do, then that would nag at me and I would say, you know what, I'm supposed to be a leader, not a follower and I would make different choices and I think that that served us well as children and teenagers and going into adulthood, but really it's about equipping your child to have a conscience of their own and to have an identity of their own so that when they leave you, they will excel, they will do well. And each one of you are very different. In the beginning, you know, I gave you all piano lessons. I gave you all the same sports events. I gave you all, um, you know, whatever, certain things that, that you try to find out what is your niche. But once you told me, hey, that's not my gig, I didn't force you to be a, a a fun, you know, concert pianist or a football player or whatever. I gave you the opportunity, but then I had to see who is this person. Every kid is different. Every kid's unique. And you can have a format, but I think a parent can do a kid injustice if you don't accept that person for who they are and you're trying to put who you are on them. We are all in this together. We all have our part to play. We respect each other. We respect each other's property. And I want to encourage the parents to have a devotional, to get a schedule going. We had a schedule. We had fun time. We had devotionals. But then we had a time. I made an hour every day where you went to your rooms. You all had your own space and your own hobbies. And I said, okay, now you entertain yourself. We all need a break from each other. 
And that taught you how to self-soothe, how to self-entertain, that you didn't always have to be bonking off the ceiling and having a Disneyland day, a beach day, a friend day, that there was times when you could entertain yourself and we could have a nice, quiet time to our day before, and then it gives you time to defrag. So in closing, I just want to encourage the parents to start a weekly devotion if you don't have one, a, a, touch, in a touch time with your kids where you find out what's going on in their life and you read a, a value and a scripture together and you go around the room and appreciate going around the room and find out uh, what requests they have and that you move away from just catering to your kids to temper tantrums, all of those things. When my kids were little, they tried that. Joshua, I've told stories about you at the <laughs> We go to the mall and he start having a tantrum in front of people because they feel like they hold you hostage. And we were on our way to the carousel and I said, nope, we're going home right now. And all the kids were like, we're going home. And Josh is like, I won't do it. Let's don't go home. I said, nope, I'm sorry. We can't have fun today because we're going home. But you, you can't give in to kids running your family. You got to say, you know what? We're going to have a Christ-centered home. We're going to have a home of love a place of, of safety, our place that we come home as our refuge. And in this time, when you have more time together, let's implement some of these ideas to bring your family closer, to find out your spiritual calling is a parent. Once you have kids, that's the greatest calling on this earth. And I have had a wonderful, we've had a wonderful time yeah. while you all were growing up with each other. We love each other. Um, they work on each other when it comes to politics. I it's a lot, It sounds like an argument, but they really... They really get along really well, but they're free enough to say their part and their piece, and it's not boring, but at the same time, we have respect for one another. So we're here for you. Spirit and Truth is here, our family ministries, our leadership, and I hope you enjoyed. Everybody, let's say goodbye. Goodbye. And let's say a quick prayer together if you'll pray with me so they know we're going to pray for the parents that are home with their kids, that the atmosphere and the presence of God will be with our parents, encourage them, lift them up, give them rest, and help these kids to have a wonderful time to look back on this someday and say, wow, this has never happened in history. And man, what an unusual time, but God can be there in the midst of everything that's going on. Lord, I thank you for our families here at Spirit and Truth, for our young parents, God that are raising kids. And here I am. I've already raised my kids. I don't have children at home anymore, but I'm sitting here with my grown adult children, married and college students and workers. And we can say that you've been faithful. God, you brought us through loss. You brought us through pain. You brought us through disappointment. You brought us through struggles, God. And here we are saying that you have been good, that we love each other, that you've been our keeper. God, you've been our peace. And you've been our guiding light. And we thank you for everything that you've done in Jesus' name. And thank you guys for being here with me today. Thank you. I hope we encourage somebody. We'll see you later. Bye.